We should get like a that was easy thing from Staples. That was easy. <laughs> you could also say that about me. Oh. <laughs> Hello. Welcome back to our channel, everyone. Welcome back to our channel. Oh, boy. This is the 50 Worst Dates podcast, a podcast where we get really, really rough on ourselves because we like it rough. <laughs> I'm one of your hosts, Katie Coyle. And I'm your other host, Amanda Peacock. And we have a very special guest today. So I'm going to give her I'm going to give her a glorious introduction because she deserves it. So with us is the oh my gosh, is the ambulance on your end today? Yeah, I think it is. My windows oh, are wow. open. My AC is dead. Every time. Um, so today we have with us someone who's very special, near, dear to my heart, my first ever friend from St. Louis University. Um, she is not only a bad bitch, but she is an artiste. And we will, you know, tag her Instagram everywhere and her website oh, yes. everywhere. Don't oh, you yes. worry, guys. Um, but she, I have known her since... Uh, before she ever had sex. And now <laughs> she is a polyamorous queen. So oh let God. me introduce you to Miss Alex Lopez. Uh, I imagine <laughs> clapping in the background. Yay! Yay! applause. Hi. Sound effects, we I don't know how to introduce myself, basically. My babe, Amanda, was like, um, you should come onto this podcast because we should talk about polyamory and all other things 50 or states because, you know, we've <laughs> all had our fair share of um, bum men. So, yeah. Right. And I think from my perspective of like what I think polyamory is, I think it drastically increases your ability to have bad dates. <laughs> yeah, <You're> not wrong. <laughs> like it, it, it just... <laughs> it just ups your numbers. Um, the stats are there. But yeah, so Alex is in town this week. Uh, she currently, well, she's from California. Um, Woohoo, all our California listeners out there. Girl, we're in California. Where? Um, I live in Palm Desert, California, right next to Palm Springs. If you've ever heard of Coachella. Ooh, very nice. <laughs> Sorry about Coachella That's on stage. My whole life. Yep. So. Ooh. Um, so yeah, she's in town for the week and we wanted to have her as a guest because she's literally radiates bad bitch energy and I am inspired by her each and every fucking day. This is not, this is not 50 worst days podcast. This is a compliment corner for Honestly, Alex that's how Lopez. I felt like this whole week. Like, I love seeing everyone from St. Louis because they're just like, wow, I missed all of this energy. And I'm like, in California, I... Don't, I'm not this cool, okay? Like, <laughs> I'm literally such a fucking, like, loner. <laughs> like, you're bringing something new to the table here in the Midwest. Literally, guys, Amanda was like, yeah, I want to bring my friend on. She's, like, been on my Instagram a lot this week. And I was like, that bad bitch? Hell yeah. Hell yeah. <laughs> she gives off bad bitch energies. We'll tag her Instagram so you can go follow her and, like, thirst after her. It's cool. We stand a good thirst trap. So, uh... Katie, what are we talking about today? We wanted to pivot, a nice business term, we're going to pivot uh, from... Just like Ross and Friends, which will be me tomorrow when I move. But... Yeah. 
So we wanted to pivot from our conversations and our like formations and foundations and hotation from last week. And we wanted to bring you something that you need to keep in mind while you're out there building your hotation and meeting people and talking to these Tinder bros and like whatever that might be. And that is just plainly fuck politeness. You don't owe anybody anything. If someone makes you uncomfortable, you don't need to be their friend. And I'm not telling you to not be polite to people, but I'm not telling you to not feel obligated to do or say anything or be anything to anyone under the guise of politeness. What we told you, we told you last week to put yourself first. And this is a clear extension of Mm -hmm. that. But instead of that, instead of it being about getting your nut it also means putting yourself first first so you can like stay safe and not die and as as another podcast would say amanda (laughs) yeah uh stay sexy don't get murdered fuck politeness is totally um a little catchphrase that they also say in my favorite murder which is my favorite podcast so for the fellow murderinos out there um this one's for you and it's also for everyone else because hashtag fuck politeness right their stories are definitely some of them are 50 worst state qualities because like people go on dates and get murdered we're not going to cover that because this isn't actually true crime this is just true crime-esque in that it's horrible things happening to good people but plainly said fuck politeness don't get yourself into situations where you i don't want you to get yourself into situations where you need to be an asshole the reality is i know it's 2019 but Women are still going to be in vulnerable situations or honestly, like anyone femininely presenting more than likely is going to be in vulnerable situations. But we're, we're talking about ladies because we are ladies here today. For sure, no one should be predatory. For sure, no one should pressure you to do anything you don't want to do. But guess what? That's dumb. That's not going to fucking happen. That's not realistic. And this is a feminist podcast. I'm not going to tell you to go out there and do stupid shit because feminist theory tells you that the status quo is wrong. Yeah, it's fucking wrong. But don't stay sexy. Don't get murdered. So this is about that. Please take what we say into account that like we're not telling you to be an asshole to anyone. We're not telling you to go out on dates and like being mean to people. Basically, you should be able to assert the fact that you like have boundaries and you need respect. So yeah. If anyone's trying to push you past any of your boundaries or not being respectful, then you need to tell them to fuck the fuck off. Hell yeah. But yes, but fuck, like, fuck, fucking politeness. Um, saying fuck politeness applies to, it can apply to situations that are far more serious, like people straight up being disrespectful cunts. Um basically fuck politeness we got a couple stories for you guys today um particularly there was a recent reddit roller coaster that i want to break down play by play for you guys amanda's got a spiel and then we are going to get into alex and her life and how polymory fits into fucking politeness hell yeah Let us get back to the topic. It recently came to my attention through um, some specific Facebook groups. Low key, guys, if you want to laugh your ass off slash see the memes that we post before we post them, join I'm a 23-year-old bad bitch and this is lit as hell. Oh, my God. (laughs) That's where all of our content comes from. 
it's great. But this came up in the group, and because this is that is a very sex positive, gal positive space, this was very much discussed, and it is a uh, thread from Am I the Asshole on Reddit, and it goes a little like this. Am I the asshole for flirting with a 19-year-old girl and defending myself when being called a predator? (laughs) I'm 31 and recently ended a long-term relationship. I was broken. I recently went to this cool restaurant slash bar downtown with one of my buddies to have a good time. Anyone of age can come in. While we were there, there was a girl who was celebrating her 19th birthday. They sang happy birthday and they were allowed an outside cake with a 19 on it. The birthday girl was pretty, so I wanted to go chat her up. Her friends were super cute, too. My buddy told me to leave them alone and and said that they looked like babies. He didn't want to go over at first, but since the breakup, every other woman but my ex has been invisible, so he went to wingman me. We walked over and wished her a happy birthday. I thought things were going really well, and then the women were laughing. Then all of a sudden, one of the girls snaps at me to Take the fucking hint, R. Kelly. I was taken aback and just said, excuse me. She said to read the room and that they were uncomfortable. Another asked us to go away. I was going to. I was really bothered by the R. Kelly comment. I said it's fucked up to call me a predator when we're all adults here. My buddy wanted to leave, but I stood my ground. The birthday. Okay, keep going. (laughs) Oh, this is my favorite line. The birthday woman <laughs> said that it didn't matter. It's weird for someone my age to hit on them, especially when they make it obvious that they are uncomfortable. Then they made another R. Kelly comment by asking if she looked like a liar to me, <laughs> which upset me again. I apologized for making them uncomfortable, but that didn't give them the right to call me a predator. One woman said it was a personal problem. I said adults are allowed to hit on other adults. It's not a crime. One woman just asked why I was still standing there and then yelled at me to go away. That's me. (laughs) I was pissed and when I left, their entire table was singing Remix to Ignition and laughing their asses off. I was furious and humiliated. When we sat back down, I was seething. My buddy said that it was my fault for not seeing the signs that they were uncomfortable. Your buddy is right. To him, it was obvious. So he wanted to go. He called me delusional. I pointed out that they were laughing and he said it was just uncomfortable laughter. That's a good friend. Yeah. I told him I had every right to be mad about being called a predator when they were all 18 to 19 years old. It's a horrible accusation. My ex was six years older than me. He said they weren't calling me a predator, just weird for going for teens. He said it was wrong of them to sing after me, and that was bullying. But I should have left long before that. I felt like he should have stuck up for me. Was I wrong for sticking up for me or hitting on them in the first place? I was respectful and not at all creepy, too. I just love that one of the first comments is bullying. Ha ha ha. What are you going to report them to the principal? Uh, right. <laughs> okay. Okay. Think, like, oh, go ahead, Alex. I just, let's break this shit down. <laughs> clearly, like, his buddy was picking up on how uncomfortable they were. And so, like, at that point, there's there's something off about your sensor. Like, he, he, your friend already was trying to make you go, and he was like, 
Yes. They do not want us around. Like, leave. I just... And at that point, then he's still defending himself. Like, not only did the girls feel uncomfortable, your friend saw that they were uncomfortable. Like, fucking go. Don't do you know how self-righteous you need to be to post on this Reddit thread in the first place? Literally, like, oh my god. Wow. Like, he probably has a buzz cut. Okay, but it gets better. Well, because... I just want to point out that if you are, like, in your 30s and you are trying to go for some younger people, specifically people who are not legally allowed to fucking drink in the United States of America, um, you should really read the room. Because... I mean, there are some, like, 18, 19-year-olds who are into older guys, and that's fine, because, yes, they are adults, but, like, a lot of people, you're in completely different spaces of life, hopefully. Uh, hopefully, a 31-year-old is a lot more mature than a 19-year-old. Um, I mean, the rule is divide your age in half and add seven. Yeah, so... They are below that. Exactly. And so, you want to at least be able to like read whether or not she's into you 19 years old oh my gosh that that does kind of oh i i feel like the r kelly comment was a little much because he was actually like a sexual predator to underage girls but yeah it's still very predatory it's still rough to work on his reading skills because i think the biggest the biggest 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 sign is that it was a whole group of women and they were all like, yes, we were giving you signs. And then his buddy also backed him up or backed them up and was like, they were so uncomfortable. I was trying to make you leave. And he was still like, I don't get it. Like, get out. That's it. Like, and these girls weren't being polite either. Like they, they were being polite at first, but it gets yeah. clear that they aren't into it, but it does get better. Yes. The story gets juicier. Tell me. From the Reddit thread R Off My Chest comes a post from someone titled, We called the guy trying to hit on us R. Kelly, and then we sang ignition. He made a post about it on here. Edit. 30-year-olds aren't gross by being 30. Everyone gets older. 30-year-olds who bother you to flirt during a birthday dinner are. Edit more. I really appreciate the support, but please don't spend your money on gold for me. Bitch, what? That's not why I posted, but I do appreciate it. So I've never had a Reddit account before, but my journalism TA showed us it. And sometimes I check the front page for news. Earlier, I saw a post up there that was basically describing my birthday dinner like three weeks ago. At first, I didn't give a fuck, but now I felt the need to clarify a few things. Even though I know most people called him an asshole because he was honey, right? Some people got aggy, I'm assuming that means aggravated because I'm not 19, about the R. Kelly comment and singing ignition. Was it mean? Yes, but I'm done being nice to creeps. This was not a bar. It was a bar and grill. It was mainly a restaurant that just happened to serve drinks. We were sitting near a family, so we weren't in a setting where people go to get hit on. We were minding our own business and in a corner booth. He came and wished me a happy birthday. I said thanks and we all went back to our conversation. I did appreciate being told happy birthday, but he stuck around. We laughed uncomfortably and went back to our conversation. He stuck around and kept interrupting us. Each time he said something, we'd nod and then turn our backs to him. We said thank you, bye, a few times. But he was still standing there talking to us. A friend kept finding ex- His friend kept finding excuses to leave. I was annoyed, uncomfortable, and disgusted, but I gave him the respectful, okay, have a good night. Here's some cake for home. Bye. 
He grabbed the cake and sat down in our booth and he said, the night's not over yet. Then my friend just snapped. And if she didn't, I was going to. When she called him R. Kelly, she wasn't accusing him of being a pedophile, but a creep. 30-year-old guys hit on us, are creepy, and disgust us, point blank, period. We were nice the entire time, and I even gave them a million hints and cake for the road, which is super nice, but also such a good, like, high side of, like, please leave. His friend was even finding reasons for them to leave. Then he had the audacity to stand there and fight us on it. I told him he was way too old for, for us, and it was creepy from the start. When he left, we started singing Ignition amongst ourselves. I was not singing it after him. It's a throwback that our parents put us on, which is how you know they're too young for you. Instead of crying over our night being ruined by a creek, we turned it into a fun moment with karaoke. P.S. When he asked us our age and gave us his, we became a million times more uncomfortable. The guy was 30, trying to get with 18-year-olds at our birthday dinner. We are used to old men bothering us, and it's always gross. It wasn't the if he wasn't ugly crowd. He was decent looking, fit, and a nice guy. If I never met him, I'd set him up with my aunt. (laughs) (laughs) But he was in his 30s, and that is way too old. This isn't porn, and I haven't met a single girl desperate enough for a 30-year-old divorced dick. Being called legal is demeaning. Everything about it was sickening. When he came over, announced his age, and then asked us ours, I almost yacked. It was like he was IDing us at a family restaurant. Get the fuck out of here. I am tired of having to be polite to guys who are creepy and disrespectful. Snaps for those in the back. I am so proud of Gen X or whatever the fuck they are. Yes. Because this is someone slightly older than like my baby brother. And I would, he would literally never behave that way in a million years. You can only hope that younger women understand that like that shit isn't cool. And I, I had like a similar experience, but not like at a restaurant. It like was kind of ongoing and I didn't, I was actually kind of into the guy, but I didn't know how old he was because he looked kind of younger. But then when mm-hmm. I kind of find, when I found out, like I was 15 and he was 26 and I, he looked a lot younger, but like, it was very clear after a while of us just like talking and like me being nice and like all this other stuff that he was much older than I was. And Where did you meet him? I met him um, on a medical mission in Nicaragua. <laughs> well, okay. um, he follows me on Instagram, so. <laughs> if you're little- I mean, there's like not a lot of places for 15-year-olds and 26-year-olds to meet. Yeah, this was very Um We were like working in the same room for interpreting, long story short. Um, it got to the point where it was very uncomfortable. Um, uh, I could go through the whole story, but it just, it was weird for a while. And I don't know, I was like trying to be nice, but then just like blocked his number and like a number that he claimed was his friends and whatever. Very uncomfortable. He follows me on Instagram because I have it public and I don't really want to put it private because I don't want it to be like, I don't want to have to feel like I'm, yeah, like hiding from people. So whatever. Even just the other day, I don't follow him anymore. Like I was, but I just mm-hmm. stopped following him because I feel like he thought that that was like an invitation for us to talk. And at one point I was just kind of like, okay, this is no longer like, I would just, I like ended a conversation once and not maybe like two weeks ago, I posted one of those 
pictures that was not even really a thirst trap. Like, I wasn't even trying to be sexy. It was just a picture. (laughs) And um, he was like, damn. And I was like, I know. And then just did it. Yes. clearly pissed off <laughs> they yeah. respond and I was like that was the goal like I hope he thinks I'm not like exactly what you should say because he was very much like he thought he was so interesting and like well he was an interesting person like sometimes he just thought he was so philosophical and like so uh, I don't know <laughs> so I that was the goal was for him to be think that I was so narcissistic that he didn't want to talk to me anymore and I was like mm. No response. <laughs> Thank God. Yeah. <laughs> like, didn't want that. I don't, like, I don't know. I, it's, at, at, like, when it first ever started, I mean, now I've read about it and people are like, that's grooming. Because we were just, like, friends. And yeah. I was like, oh, like, this is nice. And, like, he's an interesting person. And he is slash was an artist. So mm-hmm. I was like, oh, cool. Someone who's, like, older, who's an artist and would, like, be able to like tell me things and like it was then it just got very uncomfortable later on Mm -hmm. but like ugh. but that's also not your fault you're young and impressionable and you're seeing it as like this is a very inspiring person I should talk to exactly and then I just I don't understand where yeah where someone thinks that it's okay to just start um hitting on underage girls yeah I wasn't even, like, I didn't even have it on his story where, like, I was legal. I was 15 and he was 26. Like, and I feel like these 18, 19-year-olds at dinner, well, first of all, it's fucking clear that they're 18, 19 years old because there's a cake that comes out with a big one nine on it. That's your high sign to, like, not fuck around. And depending on the year, they might have had giant-ass fucking gold balloons. Right. And, like, 15, it's like, okay, this child is clearly in high school. And I say child because a 15-year-old can't drive a fucking car. I think the the biggest thing, a part of, like, this, like, fuck off and, like, like, don't be polite. I don't know. Like, at that age, I looked a lot older, I guess, because people would ask me if I was 20-somethings. And I was, like... I had mm-hmm. very, like, I've always had really big chests, and, like, when I would go on these medical missions, people would, like, make comments about it, and it made me super uncomfortable, but, like, then I started to realize that that's why they thought I was, like, a lot older, and I was, like, people develop at different ages and at different mm-hmm. times, and this is just, like, you could... Having tits doesn't make you a woman. Yeah, and it's so annoying because since the time that I was, like, like 15 or less, people were like, ooh, you must be in your 20s, you know, a nice rack. And I'm like, get the fuck away from me. Um, I don't like anyone ever comments about my boobs. Like, I'll usually play it off because I'm just like, haha, I've already been dealing with it my whole life. But, like, especially men... I don't care, like, if you're really good friends with me and you said it, I, I usually don't, like, I don't mind, but a lot of guys that are my friends will, like, have commented about it, and I'm just like, huh, huh, shut the fuck up. <laughs> Stop. Shut the fuck up. I got called tits McGee to my face, like, a lot of junior year of high school, Ugh. so... I feel you. Yeah, I'm part of the Itty Bitty Titty Committee, so... I'm- Two boys... In particular, one of which who was dating my friend would like to throw Skittles and M&Ms in my boobs. Yes. Like, oh, like my God. What the dog. fuck is that? People would throw shit. I, oh, my God. All people with big boobs are, like, screaming, like, <laughs> yes! yes! 
I feel seen. Uh, it's so annoying. I can never find a cute bra. It's literally only nudes and black. And people throw shit in my tits yeah, all the time. All the time. And they feel like they're entitled to comment on how they feel they feel entitled to do it and how do you politely you cannot politely say like hey can you please stop playing basketball with my boobs <laughs> yeah like that statement in itself is not polite yeah. the best time an example of this was well i guess the okay my best friend's ex he was always very nervous around me. I stabbed him once with a pencil. Long story short, he was not stopping, and I told him to stop. Part of consent, people. He kept doing something. I told him to stop, and I was like, I warned him. I was like, I'm gonna stab you with this pencil, and he was like, oh, oh, oh. like that's his laugh. <laughs> he was like, oh, 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 do you not? And then he did the thing that I told him not to do again, and I stabbed him with a fucking pencil. So then he, he became very nervous. He became, yes politeness um he became very nervous around me and um this is a big football dude like he was pretty he was pretty big but just started your one day i was wearing a v-neck t-shirt and i always make it a point to try and cover my boobs but boobs have this way of like this magical way of pulling down your shirt even when you want it to be mm-hmm. like all the way up by your neck you feel me katie it will not stay that it way. It will not stay that way. And um, I was hanging out with my best friend and this dude. And I was, like, leaning over. Like, I think I was tying my shoes or something. And he was like, oh, um, uh, kid, um, your, your boobs are out. And I was <laughs> like, and I looked down and they weren't even out. It was just that they were, like, the V-neck was, like, halfway down. And I was, <laughs> my best friend, I fucking love her to this day. She, she was just like. Um, why are you looking at your her boobs? Like, if you feel uncomfortable, you can turn away. Like, there are breasts. Every woman has them, and you need to like get it together. And I just laughed my ass off. I was like, "Wow, I love you." I think we were like at his house, and he was like stunned because like I think your friend needs to do a TED talk, like required watching, reading, listening for all men. She's like the best person on this planet. She's my soulmate. And I was like, yeah, like, why couldn't you just turn away if it made you that uncomfortable? Like, I was just tying my shoes. It was going to take two seconds. The, it was not like one of my tits were out. It was my shirt being a little bit lower than it was because I was leaning over. So, like, please fuck off. I took two seconds to tie my shoes and I was like, whatever. But I was so happy with my friend and her just being like, you need to control yourself. Uh, you need to calm, calm the phone down. Please stop censoring her body. She's just trying to tie her shoes. Uh, and then people upset me so much. They really do. Well, mm. On that note, we should take a big break. Yeah, I need to do some deep breathing. Fuck. Deep breathing. BRB, guys. Okay. For once, I feel like I never actually have like a personal story, but boy, do I have a story for you all tonight. Do I? A very common thing that I think people deal with that comes with fuck politeness. And this is kind of what I, it relates to what I said earlier about kind of benign uh, 
fucking politeness type things because it's not as severe as, you know, like, oh, I was worried about being rude because I thought that this person was going to fucking murder me, which is very real because violence, particularly violence against women, particularly violence against, and especially violence against like women of color things, which is, does not apply to me, but in general, um, is very real and happens all the fucking time. Um, so moment, brief moment of silence for those individuals who are victims of violence. Um, I know we've got a lot of trans women leave us in these past few days. Yeah. Via Twitter. So, um, brief moment for those folks. But yeah. But yeah. We love you. We love you and we are here for you. Um, but we're not going to, it's not, it's not to that degree. Um, this is and if you want to come on the pod during June for Pride Month, please hit us up. Um, but anyway, so this is kind of a story that I feel like a lot of people, whether, no matter how you identify, can relate to, um, but particularly women. Um, so I cannot stand when I have to either lie about this thing or actually use it. And it's the, I have a boyfriend card. Um, in order, I hate that they know that we lie about this right? sometimes. Um, and first of all, this is some sexism 101 bullshit. The fact that it takes me being quote unquote taken by another man, presumably, because like, you don't, I mean, well, I guess if I say boyfriend, that would make sense. But the, if, if I was like, if I have a significant other, a partner, whatever, like the fact that I have to say that I am taken by another man for some creepy creepo to maybe leave me the fuck alone is outrageous. Q, and every time I say outrageous, I automatically think of outrageous by Britney Spears. Outrageous. <laughs> okay. There's me singing every episode. Happens. <laughs> um, but anyway, pro tip. Respect the fact that someone is not interested in you. Rejection hurts, but like you literally don't have to get weirder about it. Or, you know, go to the extreme of, like, assaulting someone for it. Um, so, be an adult. Get over it. Fuck politeness. Anyway. So, Katie, you were here for this. But I don't think you were, like, physically <laughs> here during this alter altercation. Was I there? Yes. Was I coherent? Eh. No. <laughs> so, no. Um, I was out with Katie and our friends Sarah and Kelsey. Uh, shout out to Sarah and Kelsey. Hey, <laughs> we were getting Liddy in the city of Chicago uh, with our friend's brother and his friends. Lots of friends happening. I was in a relationship at the time and my significant other was back in St. Louis. So it was one hell of a fucking ladies night that we were having plus, uh, you know, brother and his friends. But mainly it was for us three ladies. Let's be real. And I was totally down for being the best wing woman ever for my friend. Mm -hmm. um, and all was well until fucking great. So we had great value or Walmart brand. Kellen Quinn was my first boyfriend. And Kellen Quinn was the singer of the emo band. Alex, mm -hmm. by the way. And then, so now we have great value. Marty motherfucking McFly. This is Marty motherfucking McFly loafer wearing ass decides he wants to hit on me. And he was obviously like intoxicated, fucked up, whatever. I don't care. 
I'm cute. I'm living my best life with my favorite ladies. Of course he wants to hit on me. Why would you not? You know? Um, mm -hmm. But here's the thing. I was not flirting with him. I was just, you know, being nice. And there was no... You were adjacent yeah, to him. like standing in front of him. There was no body language that made it indicative I was interested. I was simply just being myself, which is charismatic, quirky, charming, amazing, whatever term you want to use. Um, but... Anyway, so he tells me that I'm beautiful, whatever, starts flirting with me. Like, obviously I'm beautiful. I know you don't need to tell me. Thank you. Um, <laughs> but, so then he makes comments about, like, you know, going back to his place or, like, basically insinuating that I should hook up with him. And every – most people who listen to this, I would assume, because they're, like, our friends, um, probably have experienced this, which is the – laughing awkwardly because you are uncomfortable yeah. which is the like ah, ah, ah. <laughs> yeah and actually inside you're like burning and yes. you want to like die and also rip that's a move off. every like woman knows like yes. I think you're trained from birth from birth by anyone and everyone yeah your mother that. sits you down one day and she's like yes you're gonna bleed out of your vagina and also you're gonna awkwardly laugh where men are awful exactly <laughs> so I've, most people who listen to this can probably relate or have heard this fake ass laugh um that is basically like oh god um so anyway i'm not interested whatever so then I, I'm forced to say it because I didn't know what else to say because my, my training did not lead me up to this. So Your lady was, training? Yes, my lady training. So I, I didn't want to be like, my boy, like I have a boyfriend. So I was just like, you know, my boyfriend wouldn't be too keen on that one because he had asked me to like hook up with him or go back to his place. And so I was like, you know, I don't think my boyfriend would like that very much. And he straight up goes, he doesn't have to know. Yes. What the fuck is that line? Like, oh, uh, I don't. And he smiled during it. Like, like that was going to somehow make me want to say yes. Like you're wearing some ugly ass plaid fucking shirt underneath a fire truck red. And I do not have time for it. And I'm supposed to want to cheat on my boyfriend who at the time, well, this is my ex-boyfriend who I love dearly. We are great friends still. Uh, he's from fucking New Zealand. You think I want to cheat on someone with that accent for some fucking great value, Marty McFly? Are you kidding me? You're not Orlando Bloom, okay? And that wouldn't be cheating because he's on my celebrity list. But <laughs> you have anyway, one. did you ever have a list of your ex? Hell yeah! What? I made it very fucking clear. Wait, Listen, Daniel Radcliffe <laughs> wants to fuck. It's on. <laughs> Orlando Bloom wants to fuck, it's on. But that's, you know, a different story for a different day. Anyway, not only was an amazing person, but, like, he has an accent. Why would I want to cheat on him, you know? You'd have to take someone real special because we all know that your girl Amanda loves an accent. I feel like and there's this, like, these hoes ain't loyal line. No, certain people are loyal. Why are people asking me to be disloyal to my boyfriend? Why are, you, why are you actively trying to put me in a situation where I have to tell you I have a boyfriend when I'm clearly not giving you any sign that I, like, want to go home with you? And also, you're really setting up for this relationship to go poorly, whether it's, like, a brief 
you know, 10 minute long relationship, or you're actually like trying to develop something. It literally started with you encouraging me to cheat on my significant other. That's ridiculous. You're a grown ass man who looks like he's about to go to fucking barn dance. Get the fuck over yourself. I'm not going to go fuck in the forest at barn dance, dude. Why are you talking to me? (sighs) So I half laughed and was like, no thanks. And then just walked away because I didn't want to deal with that. And that was probably as like impolite as I could be. And I've grown a lot since then and very much so ascribed to the fuck politeness ideal. But that was polite as fuck. That was polite as fuck. And like you were put in an uncomfortable situation. And this one isn't like anything where you're like worried about your safety or Mm -hmm. like concerned that like something bad might happen to you. But there are lots of situations that people get themselves into like that where you are forced to be polite because you are afraid about something exactly and so i was out at a bar with a lot of people so i felt like relatively safe because you were there kelsey katie Mm -hmm. or kelsey and sarah were there you know and there was a lot of other people but i was just like i don't want to fucking deal with this and also like you are friends with my friend's brother and i'm not trying to be like that bitch right um so i was just like no thanks walked away like I feel like that's that's the relationship that gets you into like the most fucked up situations Mm because reading this in the prep made me think of uh, a situation where I got myself I crashed with a friend of a friend the friend got very very drunk we put her to bed and then he like he (laughs) he slowly but surely coerced my drunk ass into his bed because I didn't want to sleep on his dirty ass couch. I had a boyfriend and then I woke up with a naked man next to me at nine o'clock in the morning. There are a lot of other details in that story that we will get to at a later date, but I was being polite because this guy was my friend's friend. I was sleeping in his house. I did not want to get us thrown out or like anything bad to really happen to anyone. Mm -hmm. So I put up with a lot of uncomfortable shit when I knew in my heart that like I wasn't about to go cheat on my boyfriend I also never told the boyfriend this story. Well, yeah. There was no there was no good way to talk myself out of yes. And when I woke up at 9 a.m., I saw his bare ass. Yeah, because, well, as women, too, we are expected to take the blame, mm-hmm. regardless of what happens. And that's total bullshit. And so with this situation, like, I consider myself to be a very, you know, caring and compassionate individual. Um, so... There is a way to, like, fuck politeness without being... I mean, if you want to be, like, rude as hell, that's fine, I guess. But I try to, like, do it in a more passive-aggressive way. Mm-hmm. Unless, uh, I mean, I'll build up to aggressive-aggressive. I'm in the camp but, of singing remix to Ignition when guys are creepy. I think that should be... A- I'm, I'm totally that first friend that's like, get the fucking hint, R. Kelly. But anyway, I, so I have no qualms in, like, telling people how I feel. Alex can vouch for this. You can vouch for this. Um, straight up a doctor once called me snarky and I looked at him and I was like, listen, I'm being assertive. Um, so if you want to call me snarky, fine, but I'm being assertive and there's a difference. I'm telling you what you need to do. That's in the best interest for your patient. Yeah. The flavor of the week called me sassy and I was like, no, I'm not being sassy. I'm telling you what I don't do and don't like and don't fucking put up with. That's such an interesting way to call me a bitch. (laughs) Go fuck yourself. (laughs) Fuck. End of story is essentially the the takeaway is fuck politeness. Fuck politeness. You know, I've grown a lot since that moment, and that's really what it's come down to. We are post the women's march. We are post the Me Too era. Like, 
Women are fucking tired. We are mad. We are done. And we sure as fuck don't owe you a goddamn thing. I don't owe you a goddamn thing. I'm not wasting my time on you. If you're going to be a complete piece of shit. Precisely. Precisely. But Alex, how do you feel as a person who likes both men, women, and... Okay, so you like... You're bi, so you like both men and women. Polly, in that you have... You're okay with multiple partners, correct? Yes. So I want to make a quick correction because I called Alex a polyamorous queen, but ladies and gentlemen (laughs) and non-binary folk... Was I wrong? She is not only a polyamory queen, but she is a bisexual polyamory queen. And every one of my neighbors heard that. You're welcome. To be honest, if you're not bisexual, but you're polyamorous, you're not doing polyamory, right? (laughs) (laughs) You're really fucking limiting yourself. Population people. If I'm going to be polyamorous, I don't want to deal with lots of men. Fuck that. Oof. Yeah, for real. Like, yeah, I mean, cis men. yeah, I have not delved too much into um, my relationship with women. Uh, I would like to someday, but I, by the time I really fully accepted that, I was already in the relationship with my current partner. Oh, um, who is amazing. And- Shout out to <laughs> We can be that if we need to. Uh- <laughs> We don't have to. Everyone knows them, so that's fine. Um, but basically, yeah, it's it gets to be the politeness thing gets to be even more rough because I think a lot of people think that polyamory basically means you're easy. And when I tell someone I'm polyamorous, they either get this really confused look in their eye, or for a lot of guys, they get this like glimmer in their eye. They're like. All about fucking all the time, and oh, she knows it's a question. <laughs> yeah, and it's just like what I don't. It's polyamory to me is that you have the ability to just like love multiple people mm-hmm. and want to be with multiple people in like romantic relationships. Mm-hmm. And um, I currently, we're like my partner and I, we're doing that for a little bit, but then we are monogamous right now so did you start that off is as not- poly or did you start off as monogamous um so our relationship was really interesting to like when I met Faisal I was with my other boyfriend and I was like like he's cute but I'm in a relationship and I'm you know not doing that and then oh you're not gonna cheat um, on your boyfriend wrote- like a boy want- might want you to what <laughs> yeah and I was just like oh you know you know whatever and then my ex and I were just never meant for each other anyways but um we got to know each other more and I made it really clear in the beginning that I did not want a relationship and he was really chill about it he was just like yeah that's fine that's cool and he knew other people that I was um, getting with like he was friends with them and everything um that's a very rare situation I don't think a lot of people would be cool with that but Faisal is just very mellow person and he understands me wholeheartedly so yeah so in the beginning we were not really together I just knew him and we were like getting to know each other and like having fun I was having fun with other people and then it became more serious so it was just us but then later on I like was like yeah 
I am polyamorous and I feel like maybe if you would be comfortable trying this, we could do this. And it takes a lot of talking because it's not an easy topic and it's not something that a lot of people know about. Mm -hmm. And it's not at all, it's not at all easy. So yeah, we were not like just open or poly in the beginning. It was just us being chill, being us in a relationship, monogamous, heterosexual relationship. And then I slowly just started to really realize myself and I was like, and I'm bi. <laughs> and it, he also, he really took it with a stride. Anyone who knows Faisal, he has a very different background from mine. Um, I don't want to tell his story because that's not my business, but um, he comes from a completely different world from my world. So um, he took it all in stride yeah. <laughs> and it was very impressive. And um, so then there was a point where we were polyamorous and um, yeah, when I tried to, tried to be more open about it and started to be more open about it, like I was talking about, there's two different reactions. There's the people that are like confused as fuck and they're like, so you're not really in relationships type of polyamory. They're like, you're, they basically think about it as like you being single. Mm-hmm. Not that is. Um, and then there's the people that are like, oh, you fuck everyone. <laughs> That's also not what that is. Like, you fuck everyone and you're you're cool to be with everyone all the time. And that's not what that is. Um, for me, I want to have a connection with the person and I want to be able to, I don't know, like there's no other way to describe it, but you want to be able to be comfortable and be yourself with multiple people because in my mind, you can't fully be yourself with just one person. There's like one person is so multi-dimensional that just one other singular person to me is not going to fulfill everything that I've ever wanted. Mm-hmm. And um, I was actually thinking like, about that the other day because I feel, I kind of feel like I, if I were to find a boyfriend, I'd literally want like the male version of me, but I don't think I'm going to find it one yeah. of those. Exactly. And like, People who believe in soulmates, I respect that, but, like, it, I don't really, I believe in, like, multiple soulmates, because I have my best friend who's, like, my soulmate, but then there's, like, Faisal, who I also believe is a soulmate of mine. See, he gets me, me, but I'm, like, Bianca, but yeah. I still feel like I part, I, you know. I just have so many people that I, I have so much love to give. There's mm. just, like, for me, there's no limit to that, and, yeah no one's ever going to get every single part like of me. There's so many dips and dives and like dark corners that just like one person can't understand being human is like so complicated Mm -hmm. and you just can't, there's, there's people that you meet that like get one part of you and you're, you just feel super like great about. And then you meet another person that you like vibe with in a different way. And I feel like, all of those relationships are what's like what really keep me together. Um, I'm not doing that at the moment, but like that could also be friendships. Um, So, uh, but I feel like that could expand into my romantic life. If I were to ever be in a polyamorous relationship again, that, you know, Faisal gets me in like so many ways, Mm -hmm. but there's always, there's always something to expand on. And 
it's just to me it's limiting mm-hmm. like I just have I have so much to give and I don't I, maybe other people feel this maybe other people don't but like I just want to be able to explore there's other aspects of myself mm-hmm. but one really interesting story that I have to tell about polyamory words, and like, dates, the polyamorous edition <laughs> Um, this was not a date, but I made the very you have a very loose concept of what date means on this show, to be honest. (laughs) Okay, um, I'm an artist, as Amanda had mentioned earlier, and I heard about this place out in the desert where I live that I had never been to. It's basically this very famous skate park that used to be a nudist colony. And it's just like abandoned and open to everyone and you can just go and like paint or tag or and, and skate and it's just like up in the mountains in the desert. Very California. And I was like <laughs> it was it's called the nude bowl. Have you ever heard of it? Of anyone? Course, yeah. <laughs> well, of course that's- <laughs> it's like the Super Bowl, but neuter. Yeah. And I was like okay cool like I'm gonna go out there and I went in a car of ours that's not meant for off-roading it's very low to the ground and I didn't know it wasn't like a paved road so I went out there and then discovered (laughs) that the road was very bumpy to get up there so me and my um unwillingness to be deterred was like all right let's like I'm gonna fucking hike up there it's only a mile but Mm -hmm. it was the middle of summer in the desert um and if you've never been out to palm springs palm desert california it gets to be like 100 at least minimum every day and it was more like 112 (laughs) that day and i was not ready for a hike did not bring water did not bring proper clothes but i was like fuck this i am gonna make it up there (laughs) so i start hiking and I'm halfway and feeling like I'm going to pass out. But I was like, I'm just, I'm going to keep going. And I get up there and I see like dudes in the distance. And I was like, man, this is the middle of nowhere. Do I really like, how much can I trust these people? But I was like, if I turn back now, it's going to look like fear. And if they are scary people, they're going to come after me. So I was like, no, mm-hmm. get up there. So I go and... I got up there and I was like, oh, fuck, this is like actually super sick. And like these dudes did not seem at all creepy. So I was like, thank the Lord (laughs) I made it up here. And um, I'm just looking out and I'm planning what I want to do if I ever do anything up there, which I did eventually. But um, I really felt like I was going to pass out. And I started talking to some of these skater dudes who were super, super nice. And... Um, I saw that they just had, like, this giant case of water in the back of their car. And I was like, dear Lord, how can I get some of this water? And one of them had this dog. And so fine and cute. Anyone who knows me, I'm 100% a dog lover. Mm-hmm. And so I just start petting his dog. And I, I was totally distracted by the fact that I was about to pass the fuck out. And I was talking to one of these guys that was not skating at the moment. He was just hanging out in the back of his car and talking about dogs. And he offers me water. And I was like, oh, dear. Just, like, thank the Lord that these skater dudes are up here. Had no one been up there, I swear I would have passed out because I was seeing stars. Mm. And Oh, my goodness. Yeah, it was not good. It was not a good situation. I put myself in a very bad situation there. But um, all these 
guys ended up being super sweet and one of them had a girlfriend and she and I spoke for a really long time. But um, I got hydrated, I was having a conversation and then at one point I was looking down the mountain and I was like, fuck, I need to get back to my car. So then I'm just still talking, procrastinating the fact that I need to get another mile back in this blazing fucking desert back to my car. And then the really nice dude with the dog was like, oh, you could, like, we're probably going to head out. Do you need a ride? And I was like, the universe sent me an angel. (laughs) The universe sent me a motherfucking angel. And I was like, wow, yes, that would be amazing. Um, but we were just talking and then I slowly started to pick up that he was like hitting on me and I was like, oh, Nick, you're, you're attractive, but I, I'm not sure if I'm like, you're a total stranger to me. Um, there was no room in the car. So then he was like, you can sit on my lap. And I was like, oh, um, and this was not the guy with the girlfriend. Correct? Yeah. Yeah. Correct. So, um, I really need to get down the mountain for my own, like, physical health. I was like, I'm going to take the L, and I'm going to, like, I was trying not to sit on his lap. I was trying to, like, balance over mm-hmm. his lap. Just do some like, mad squats in the car. <laughs> yeah, but also it was so bumpy that it would just end up, and he was, like, trying to grab onto me as, like, a seatbelt, which uh, I was just, like, kind of uncomfortable with, but also, like, didn't know how to like not say no because I was trying to be polite that they had given me a ride down the mountain after being very dehydrated and so I was like it's fine it's gonna take like two minutes down the mountain in this car which it did thank god but we had already exchanged like instagrams and everything so I was like man maybe I can just get to the point where he just like is a friend so we were like exchanging messages and he was a person that skated often and like knew about tunnels and I was trying to expand my horizons and become like and try like start trying to do like street art which I had always been interested in but I'm uncomfortable because I'm a woman being alone Mm -hmm. like tunnels and out on the street can be very dangerous so at one point I was heading to LA and he lives in like Anaheim and I had time to kill. So I was like, yo, let me meet up with you. Do you know about like tunnels? I want to go out and like do a mural. And he was like, yeah, like blah, blah, blah. And he just seemed like nice up to this point after like that awkward first encounter. So I was like, well, maybe he's just like, he finally got it. Like we could just be friends. Mm-hmm. And then we met up and he was helping me with the mural and everything. And I was like, oh, cool. It's like, he gets it. We're just like hanging out as buds. And I, like, mentioned how I was in a relationship, but we were, like, in an, I, the easiest way to describe to him was an open relationship, even though I'm, like, polyamorous, Mm -hmm. and was polyamorous, Mm -hmm. uh, an open polyamorous relationship at the time. I was just like, oh, yeah, I'm in an open relationship, and he got that glimmer in the eye that I was talking about (laughs) before, and I was like, oh, no. Like a kid in a candy store. Yes, and I was like, (laughs) and I was like, oh, um. And not that he was unattractive, like, he is a very attractive person, but um, just not usually my type. Uh, And so I was kind of like, ooh, how do I, like, wiggle my way out of this? And so um, I, I was pretty polite for all of this because we were alone most of the time mm-hmm. and we were in a tunnel and yeah, we, it's, it's, <laughs> it's, just, it's my safety and 
not that I thought that he was really going to do anything, but I also was afraid that it would not, mm-hmm. again, putting myself in a situation that I probably should not have. I do that a lot. It's not good. But I trust that people are good people. And he, he, was, he was nice. You um, should be able to trust that people are yeah, good people, yeah. though. Um, and I've had very good luck in my life up to this point. So, um, but yeah, I think eventually I just like started to be more like stern in like our Instagram and exchanges, you know? And so fuck politeness does not have to be like, fuck the fuck off. Even though sometimes it gets to that point, it Mm -hmm. just got to like the point where I'm like short messages being like, you don't have to respond every time you Mm -hmm. don't have to, force yourself just because this person like this person had genuinely saved my like in my eyes like I could have passed out in the middle of the desert and no one would have found me so like this person really helped me out at one point Mm -hmm. um and was a bro and finding me a place to paint at another time but like I don't really owe him anything and even though he knows I'm in an open relationship, but that does not mean that I'm open for like sex at this time. You're not <laughs> open for business. <laughs> exactly. Yeah, no. So like, um, very much like fuck politeness. You do not have to respond to people who have even, you know, done you those solids in your life. You mm-hmm. are not like, they're not entitled to your body even when you're in a more like fluid and like, like experimental stage in your life that's Mm -hmm. just that's one of the places that I'm at like he's a super nice person and like I want him to be a really good friend and you know it's just it gets to a point where you're like okay that kid in the candy store look was just not not what I liked and so now I keep everything super super short and like Mm -hmm. super I don't know how to say it, like formal. Which is unfortunate because like you could have made a really good friend if he didn't get that vibe. Yeah. Like he didn't give you that vibe. Yeah. So I don't think that we, especially we as women, um, I mean, like you said, like we don't owe anyone anything. And I think that that also comes into play of like we are trained to be nice inherently Mm -hmm. and put others feelings before ourselves and to a degree like that's fine but no you need to put yourself first because first of all how are you supposed to have a relationship with anyone whether it's intimate platonic whatever without putting yourself first because if you're a fucking mess you can't be there for anyone else and Mm -hmm. also like you know we i i would like you know, good people, which I, I like to assume that most people are good people inherently believe that other people are the same way that you're, they're not out to get them because that's like paranoia and I don't want to be paranoid my whole life. And so when you say, you know, comments of like, well, I put myself in a situation where, you know, I was, you know, I, I potentially made it easier to be taken advantage of. Yeah, that's so. That's still something I'm trying to unlearn exactly. is that I did not put myself there. Is that someone all of a sudden took advantage of the fact that I was trusting no them. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And that's, yeah, that's something. Yeah, yeah. You point out something. Yeah, I'm still trying to unlearn yeah. a lot of the things that were, like, drilled into me. Like, 
your parents telling you, like, don't go down a dark hall, like, alleyway. Take your fucking flashlight. Yeah, like. Sing a goddamn song. Yeah. Yeah. And as Brene Brown says, like, in her talks about vulnerability, if you've never seen her TED Talk or her Netflix little talky thing, it's not, like, a documentary. It's just her literally giving a speech on Netflix. Um, it talks about like vulnerability and like, that's really important. And that's also what's important about being brave and being courageous is about making people mm-hmm. vulnerable. And that applies to this. And, you know, like people take advantage of people who put themselves out there, who put themselves in vulnerable situations by trusting others. And like, I trust that someone's not going to fucking kill me because I assume that not everyone is inherently evil, you know? Yeah. Stay sexy, don't get murdered. Precisely. Thank you. My favorite murder. But yeah. So fuck politeness. We don't all have fuck politeness. I feel like as for as we get into this more and we talk about it more, like I keep like thinking to myself, Oh, that story applies. Mm-hmm. Oh, that applies too. Because it's it's Oh, that happened at one time. Yeah, because I mean it literally applies to so many things, whether it's in intimate relationships or workplace relationships. I mean shit, I had someone mansplain feminism to me <laughs> and he explained it wrong. And I looked at him and I was like How do you explain equality amongst the genders wrong? He, like it's... he thought it was like religious based and I was like, You're partially <laughs> right. What? Oh boy. Well feel like if we continue on we will be at like a three-hour episode which i do not want to edit so we are going to leave you guys if you'd like to submit your own worst date horror story or sex mishap or bone or blunder or whatever it might be feel free to submit named or anonymous stories to 50 worst dates podcast at gmail.com or slide into our dms at 50 worst dates pod on instagram you can follow me at katie coil 27 on instagram you can follow me at a underscore man underscore duh18. And our lovely guest, Miss Alex. It is speak in smoke. Yeah, yep. which is like uh, <laughs> speak and then I N, not just the letter N. Smoke, all one. Yeah. Like smoke signals. I was like, just kidding. Just so, the handle. Fortunately, her. Handle is also her website, which is also her email. So if you have any inquiries, at gmail.com, just at Speak and Smoke, hit me up if you're interested. Hell yeah. Yeah. Me or my artwork. Um, Our goal is to base future episodes on stories that are not our own, like Alex's. So thank you, Alex, for coming on the show today. Thank you so much. I'm going to give you a hug and then a virtual hug via Katie. (laughs) There's a a hug vibe. I'm, I'm looking south towards st louis right now waving your direction <laughs> i feel it fantastic you feel the vibes uh yeah because we haven't been on that many bad dates but thank god so please send us your shit guys if you love our music it's from bouncedsound.com and if you love our cover art it's by tori scranton she is t scranton art on instagram and etsy you can buy her shit too and yeah we'll see you next week bye bye <laughs>